Competitor Nation, we're back and talking about how do we build tougher mindsets. Let's go. Competitor Nation, welcome back to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and we are kicking off this brand new episode talking with Mickey Ahrens of Tough Minds, an online program designed to help athletes and parents build tougher mindsets. But don't worry, if you're not one of those younger athletes, if you're not a parent of an athlete, there's so much value in today's conversation as we talk about the importance of coaching, relationships, and the actions we do every day to build stronger mindsets. So there's value in this for everyone, and I'm excited to introduce Mickey and his work to you as well. I just want to take a second before we get started and just say thanks to all of you who have signed up for the morning Compete Everyday Text Club. I love getting to start my day sending you a message, sending you something to focus on, and I love when you respond back and we can have some dialogue throughout the day about that day's theme, that day's message. If you're not signed up yet for the text club, what are you waiting on? All you got to do is text the code PODCAST to 972-945-9113. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113. And every morning, let's start the day by having a conversation before we get out, kick some butt, and compete for the goals we want, the life we desire to live, and that victory that we are pursuing each and every single day. To get in touch with the show, email us a note to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And now, happy Wednesday to you. I hope it's a great day. I hope you're making the most of this month. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with today's guest, Mickey Ahrens. Mickey, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. All right. Thanks, Jake. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, today's conversation will be a fun one as this episode is airing simultaneously on Compete Every Day as well as our Raising Competitors uh, because I feel a lot of the work that you're focused on, the way you're helping athletes and their families is really important for both of those audiences to listen to because I think there's going to be lessons and takeaways for them as well. Good. But before we dive into Tough Minds, mm-hmm. how I got started rolling, give everyone a snapshot of what you do today, what life looks like for you right now. Oh, man. Well, the the pandemic has definitely changed things for me. You know, I picked late 2019 to switch a career from teaching into sales. And that, you know, didn't didn't pan out so well uh, as I got furloughed and everything. And and, and, but I took advantage of that time off. And uh, so I've been a football coach for 20 years. And and with this, I've always kind of had this thought in my mind of of wanting to create this program. And so right now, you know, each day I'm just I'm just building uh, this Tough Minds program and, and connecting with parents and families and coaches and, and trying to learn and, and share what I learn and uh, that as well as I'm still coaching football. So th- those are pretty much how I spend my days. And, you know, I've got five kids. And so I spend a lot of my time, uh, you know, dealing with all those fun adventures as well. <laughs> so let me ask you a question before we dive into kind of the backstory on, on the Tough Minds program. Mm-hmm. Did you find years of coaching, years of probably developing a lot of curriculum, 
Mm-hmm. How did that impact and influence you in 2020 when you were, you switched careers, you got furloughed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that go into that victim mindset in that spot, oh, yeah. of like the world's out to get me. How yeah. were you able to use a lot of the, the content and resources that you developed and obviously tried to invest in kids over the years yeah. as a coach into yourself during that time? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it was huge because I, but because I know, I know the lessons, I know what to say, you know, I know, Hey, we're going to take this, uh, you know, change the perspective on it. Let's, let's take advantage of this opportunity to be at home all the time and, and be with the kids and get to know each other better and, and spend, you know, I started hiking more and started, uh, doing, you know, activities outside. So I was able to, to look for the good in the situation. And I think that's what benefited me the most, but, you know, at the same time, I really did struggle. And, um, just struggled with, you know, one thing I talk about is like the telescope and the microscope, right? So you have to have that long-term vision of where are we going? What's the plan? And then you put that away and you, and you focus on what's in front of you, the daily process to get there. And, you know, that was one of the first things I felt is that telescope went away, right? I mean, we didn't know what's going to happen in two weeks, you know, what's going to happen in a month and it was gone. And, and I really did feel myself struggle. So, it wasn't just so easy to say, oh, hey, let's turn this into a positive. You know, I really did feel my motivation decreasing and, um, you know, almost my wheels spinning. So I had to find a way kind of out of that. Now, honestly, tough minds was, was one of the ways I did that, but it was very difficult. So, uh, so along that kind of same pattern, uh, obviously, now you're still in sales. You, you still mm-hmm. have that opportunity. You're working with it as well as obviously growing and developing the sales through mm-hmm. tough minds. How have you maybe adjusted how you thought you would be selling and approaching sales before mm-hmm. all of this hit to kind of now mm-hmm. in 2021, how you're looking at it? Because the reason I ask is I know a lot of people on the show are in sales. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, we're all mm-hmm. in sales mm-hmm. every day, Always. specifically <laughs> from, from a role, they're in sales. They're still maybe struggling to get a process or momentum because of that, that telescope for a lot of us is still pretty blurry and murky because yeah. we don't know what the next six months or 12 months sure. are going to look like versus what we thought we knew coming into this a year ago. So how are you yeah. kind of a changing your game plan and how you go about that sales process for them? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think for me in, in a weird way, you know, think, things kind of became real, you know, and, and I don't know if they became real in the sense that connections matter, relationships matter, people matter, you know? And so it's not so much like, how do I get the sale? That mindset for me changed, you know, it's, it's how can I help somebody out? Like, what do you need? And it's really trying to identify, you know, cause I feel like so many people are struggling that now it's instead of like, how do I, you know, up my commission and how do I up my revenue? It's, it's, what do you need right now? You know, and, and it's kind of becoming that real true connection. So I think, I think that is that that's the main focus that I would go with is, you know, listening better and and connecting with what people need and and moving forward and seeing if you can fill their need. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's talk tough minds a little bit. Let's Let's, do it. Let's talk about where this thing ultimately came from, because for a lot Mm -hmm. of coaches and, and teachers, you have the ideas for curriculum. You're implementing it, obviously, with players and people every single year. But what took it from that? where I'm doing it to, Hey, I, I need to scale this because I really want to help more people. Yeah. Um, you know, when I became a head coach five years ago, it was in, uh, kind of an inner city area and the, and what I, I started, that's where I really felt the impact of these lessons, um, just becoming so big, 
and I started seeing the change in these kids. And, and another cool thing was that, you know, it wasn't only in coaching, you know, I had my football players and those guys were listening to my messages and we, we were always talking about how we respond to adversity. And, and like, I love Nick Saban stuff of like, you know, be where your feet are in the present moment. And I talk about it with those guys and they were just responding so strongly to it. And then I started taking it into the classroom, which was great for me. So now I'm dealing with, you know, the, the females in the classroom and the people that aren't even athletes and things like that and giving them a similar message and getting the same response of just a strong connection and really interested in it, you know. And then um, I left that school and went to another school and just kept building with it. And, you know, I went from this kind of low-income area to a very high-income area. And I learned, you know, the needs were different for these kids, but they all need at the same time. And the, and the lessons and everything um, had the same impact. And so it just, it sort of started taking over as more important than football of, of these skills that we're training these kids to develop. So uh, along kind of mm -hmm. those lines, you, you still, you saw it, but what was like the, I've got to create essentially a platform and a, and a mm -hmm. brand to be able to get this out to, to more individuals than just who's under my direct care. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, that's, you know, just seeing the impact in families and seeing the kids struggle. You know, I, I had actually, I, I now, as it pops in my head, I, I don't always talk about this, but we, I had a, in the middle of my season in 2019, um, we lost a player right in the middle of the year. And um, that was, he was a very popular, great young man. And, and it was so impactful for the whole program. And, and that actually really just changed my mindset on what's important and what matters, you know, and, and I, and I wanted to take this to the next level. And then, and then, you know, 2020, the pandemic comes. And so once there was that break from accomplishing your everyday to-do list, and it was like, what kind of impact do I want to make in the world? That's where tough minds came from. And the other thing I'll say, as far as the branding and stuff goes with, with tough minds, you know, I'm a football coach and I'm a, you know, I feel like, a, you know, I'm into mindfulness and meditation and all this stuff. And I feel like there's so many just like, tough dads out there and tough coaches out there. And it's like, oh man, I'm not talking about that wussy stuff. You know what I mean? And so for me, it was also very important where it's like, we're training these kids to be tough. Like that's the point, but you can be tough and, in, you know, self-aware and, and do breathing exercises and, and things like that. So it's, so for me, that was a, a really important piece to the puzzle as well. So the, there's a couple of pieces right there that, that I'm yeah. interested in, in diving in a little bit further. Uh, the first piece around kind of the, just that stigma of mm -hmm. what's out there of, of how do you get, how do you get through to some of these? Because a, a lot of your work we've talked about off air is you're not only equipping the athlete, but you're, you're equipping the parent to mm -hmm. help further equip and build the athlete. So it's not like, yeah. Hey, we're, you the curriculum athlete you're on your own or hey mom mm -hmm. and dad we're giving you this you're on your own it's like mm -hmm. we're empowering the athlete and then we're essentially empowering the parent to further mm -hmm. help build the athlete how do you get around some of those stigmas and, and preconceived ideas because you're right a lot of the conversation 20 30 years ago around mindfulness and meditation and mm -hmm. not a place football locker room like that's not there mm -hmm. so how do you manage overcoming some of those initial upfront um, mm -hmm. arguments against it or ideas that it's for, for weak people versus it actually being a component of strong-minded individuals. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think one of the, one of the best lessons and, and kind of one of the early things that I started with 
in my football program was, was how do we, how do we take boys and turn them into men that you're going to be proud of, you know, and, and that conversation, when you start talking about, Hey, we want to teach your kids commitment, you know, and I think you tell any parent in the world, like, uh, you know, I'm going to train your kid, how to be commitment, how to follow through on their commitments, not just for the sports team, but also for school and any other activities they do. And then as they get older in their relationships with their family and their job and their career, um, you know, that one catches their eye, uh, ear right away, as well as uh, Joe Ehrman, who uh, wrote, has written a, a few books about, you know, raising boys and things like that. His experience, he played for the Colts way back in the 70s and things, has a TED talk about the, the, what, it, what it means to be a man. And so I would talk about that with our parents at our parent meeting, as well as with the players all the time. And like, what are we going to value of what it means to be a man? Um, and, and, you know, his three key points were that it's not about money, it's not about athletic prowess, and it's not about, um, you know, getting girls and, and the, the sexual side of things. Those are usually like three things that our ego trains boys that that's what it takes to be a man. And, and, and his point, which I love, is, is that what it takes to be a man is, is somebody that knows how to um, develop relationships and, and somebody that values relationships. And, and when I would talk about that, as well as the commitment piece with parents there, that's usually where I get full buy-in. And So let me ask you along that same line, because one of the things I always find fascinating is externally, you look at a coach and I feel like there's a struggle. And it's, it may not be a struggle to you specifically. And, and, but I'm going to say from the outside, people usually look at coaches and it's either you are choosing to win and -hmm. your whole focus is on winning Mm -hmm. or you're choosing to develop your players to be successful in life. They see these as opposite goals and there's no way that there's overlap. And the reason I want to ask you about that is because I think there's managers, there's business owners, there's people that are in here listening as well, that they're trying to develop their teams, their their Mm -hmm. staff. Mm-hmm. And there's that, that line you've got to walk between pushing for profits and pushing mm-hmm. for development and, and progress. And so mm-hmm. how do you look at that concept of developing your players to succeed in life versus just focusing on how we went on the field? Because how we went on the field totally. largely influences your job as a coach and, and your security yeah. as a coach, but so does the development of the players. Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. Because when, when I first, or one of my earlier years in coaching high school football, we, I was a, a part of a program that totally valued the experience. And, and it was first, it was when I was kind of first introduced to like that idea of like, Hey, the scoreboard doesn't matter. And we'd play these games and that program. I felt at the time it was taken a little too literal. I mean, we'd literally play these games. Like, Who cares what the score is? Let's go have fun. And it was driving me crazy because I'm a competitor. Yeah. And so I don't believe you can't tell a kid the scoreboard doesn't matter. The scoreboard matters. Everybody's looking at the score. We want to win, but we have to teach them what what's in, what really is important, though. You know, and and what are we trying to get out of it? And winning's not every, you know, it's 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 not the only thing. So we definitely want to win. We're going to do everything we can to win. That's why we play the game is to compete and to try and win. But there's values that are taught within that. And, and what happens if we don't win? It doesn't mean we're less of a person. It doesn't mean we're less of a team. I'm not less of a coach if we don't win, you know? And it's taken those experiences and, and, and what can we learn from them and how can we grow from them? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope that answers it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I like it. And, and that's something, 
as as a former player like you appreciate yeah. coaches schedule tough games pre-district knowing you might lose you might yeah. go zero and four to start district but you're going to play four teams that are better than anybody you're going to play in district yeah. so once you get there you're going to be able to play really well or, or how does your team handle adversity knowing that giving you lesson points and learning that one this is going to help us not only on the field later but this is going to help you in life determining that so i've always been fascinated because people look at someone we talked about nick saban and they're like well he just cares about winning like he didn't care about anything else but what you listen to him and you study the alabama program he cares about winning but what he cares about are teaching those kids discipline and the importance Mm -hmm. of what they do and how they compete how they show up because that impacts them the rest of their life and and those guys that have played for him love him you don't you don't love your coach because yeah you won a lot of games you love your coach because of the relationship and so yeah can I jump in real quick? Yeah. That's what I was all going to say. It's just, it starts with the relationships. You know, that's the most important thing is, is connecting with the players and, you know, the, and, and, and if you do that the right way, they'll run through a brick wall for you. They'll do whatever it takes. And, and I mean, if you're going to be as successful as Nick Saban, he's obviously built that. And if you look at Dabo Sweeney, it's the same thing with him. Um, but it was interesting. I had, I have an 11 year old son was playing in his first year of football last year and his team was undefeated last regular season game, they played the other undefeated team. They won a big game. He was all excited, basically telling me how they, they're going to win the championship now. And, I, and then, you know, in the semifinals, they won. And then the championship game was a rematch. And, you know, he was telling me how, well, we already beat him once, so we're going to beat him again. <laughs> and I was trying to gently be like, you know, and, and you know, after the, they lost the championship to this team. And, and, I, and I talked to him. I said, you know, what happened after that last regular season game? One team walked off the field 9-0, and patting each other on the back, talking about the great win. The other team walked off the field 8-1, and upset that they lost. And so being upset, losing, how did they handle that? Well, they obviously said, okay, we need to change something. We need to work harder. So one team's walking off the field celebrating. The other team's talking about how are we going to get better which made them better and they won the championship. So it was a great, you know, lesson for him there as far as yeah. winning goes. No, absolutely. And and so for, for our listeners that are past that age, maybe don't have kids, like mm-hmm. the importance of the relationship first is key. Finding and mm-hmm. building the relationships with your totally. team. And then investing in them while investing in the company growth as well. It, it's that yeah. fine balance that is a challenge, but is one that as leaders we should take on because our, our job is to empower other leaders. So how, yeah, are, how are we doing that in the, in the purpose of this? So let's dive in briefly to, to Tough mm-hmm. Minds. Give us a, mm-hmm. a snapshot of, of who specifically is a good fit for it and what they can expect from it. Mm-hmm. So um, there's kind of two different avenues. I'm working with with families and parents. And, and like I said before, you know, parents need to be involved in this process. There's, there's social, emotional behavior lessons at schools now, and there's coaches giving good lessons. But if a kid gets an hour long lesson once a week from a teacher or a coach throws in like at the post-practice meeting, a nice lesson, it's not really going to impact their life unless there's that connection at home and that follow-up. So um, what I'm working on doing is, is putting together lessons for for these families. So it's kind of like taking, it's kind of like coach is giving families, here's the, here's the playbook on, on the, on the mindset game that you can implement at home. And so that way, you know, if we're talking to a kid about fighting through adversity at, on, on the field and then, and then they get home and the parents can say similar or the same um, lessons and messages, then uh, you know, that now becomes a part of that kid's life. And so what we're, what we're doing is putting together 
uh, online course. I also want to make it accessible. Um, you know, you, all the base, major league baseball programs have mental performance coaches now. The, the top colleges, all their sports programs have these mental performance coaches, uh, you know. And so I want to make it accessible to families. And so I, I'm, the way we're doing that is through uh, online courses. And so, you know, through toughminds.com, you can go and uh, access these online courses that parents can go through and walk their kids through. And it's just kind of a tool for them to use to have these conversations at home. Um, as well, working with coaches and, and how can we implement these lessons into your program, regardless of the sport, you know, how can you um, teach the lessons of just focus and resiliency and, um, you know, positive self-talk and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and again, having a complimentary program that parents can follow along with. You know, so there's a course for the coaches and a course for the uh, parents, and and they they, they kind of work together to deliver consistent messages to the kids. I love it. I love it. Well, cool. as someone who's has said this multiple times on the show with uh, some of those baseball mental performance coaches like Lauren yeah. Nicole Johnson and Hannah Huseman totally. that we've had on the show and yeah. a few others, I I laugh like what I would have given to have like some of this information and knowledge and in, in equipping oh. when I was that age. Uh, because I, I remember like years later reading mindset by Carol Dweck and being like, Oh, yeah. this is why I did that. Or, Oh, yeah. this yeah. is why I had that. Feel. Like yes. all of it starts clicking as you're going yeah. through. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, how would I, I mean, yeah. those situations? So, Oh, good. that's basically how I got into all of this is because I'm sitting here as I'm getting older, I'm starting to coach kids. I'm like, why nobody ever had these conversations with me or if they did, I wasn't listening, you know? And, um, and yeah, it's changed everything. I mean, the, the, the stuff that's at their fingertips now is great. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and the funny part about it is, is for those listening that, that don't have kids that are, we're talking yeah. workplace as well, Sure, is a lot of your employees probably haven't had some of this training and development, especially totally. they weren't a high performing athlete as, as we know, the younger audiences are getting more and more of this, but there's probably a lot of people that haven't seen the importance of that. And so you have an opportunity talking through these uh, conversations and topics we have here on the show to yeah. start peppering those in with conversations with your staff, because even at 25, 35, heck 45, it, it's not too late to start developing these mental skills because oh. they're going to, they're going to aid you in your career and your relationships and life everywhere. Yeah. This applies to everybody. You know, it's just like in the position we're in there, you know, you pick a focus area, you know what I mean? And um, it so much applies to the workplace. I also wish I had this in the workplace. You know, when I was first 10 years of my career was in marketing and things like that. And, uh, you know, it would have benefited me so much, just the resiliency and the growth mindset stuff, the understanding that we can get better as we move along. And, um, you know, one thing I think is also important is I love this, the idea of, you know, reconnecting with the inner athlete, you know, just because we're, you know, I'm 42 years old. So even though you're 30, 40, whatever you are, so many of us were, were athletes back in the day. And, and then we just like hang it up when we're 20. So, you know, in the workplace, I think it's also bringing the back that mentality of like, how are your employees remaining healthy? How are they remaining active? And, and like you're talking about with compete every day, like how are you tapping into that competitiveness every day? And, you know, I think as employees, you need to, you need to find that inner athletes. We all have it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got that inner athlete and that inner competitor and totally. it's a choice. It's a daily choice of, are we going to choose to lean into it and let it out? Or are we going to try to bury it some more because we quote, think we're too old. Totally. Mickey, man, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. So the best place for us to find and connect with you, toughminds.com. What yeah. social platforms are you most active on? Yeah. Uh, you know, I got uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and if it's tough minds or tough minds coach, you know, so at tough minds coach, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Love it. I love it, man. Mickey, thank you for making some time yeah. coming on the show this week. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. This is great, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the compete everyday podcast to listen to past episodes be sure to check out podcast.competeeveryday.com. And to get in touch with the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. Everybody wants to win, but not everybody's willing to compete for that victory. Since you're one who will, show up today and win. We're cheering for you.